Mic check, one, two, one, two. Yo, what's up, man? Is this thing on? <laughs> We're the Queued Up Podcast on Podcast, your weekly source for podcast news, tips, and tricks. From production to promotion and everything in between. I'm John Luckenball. And I'm Matthew Stevens. Two podcast experts ready to help you every Wednesday. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Matthew Stevens, and I am joined by John Luckenball. John, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Matt. I'm uh, I'm happy to be back. I know, right? We had a very serious episode last week. We're returning back to our normal form this week. You know, no trigger warnings, nothing too crazy, but some good stuff on the on the horizon. But that was a great episode last week, man. It was a really good episode. It's sad that we have to talk about it at all. I wish wish we didn't have to do that episode, but I'm glad we were able to get it out there. I'm glad people were able to share it. As I said last week, hopefully it does some good. Hopefully it makes the world just a little bit better of a place. We do have a really good show for you this week, though. So if you, you didn't tune in last week, it was just too much for you. Totally get it. Again, returning back to form this week. We're going to be talking a lot about branded podcasts, the value of branded podcasts, the types and and how to do a branded podcast. We're also going to be talking about BBC Sounds launching their audio lab, automatic acquiring pocket casts. But first, let's talk about Scribd, John. Scribd, that is such a difficult name to say out loud. S-C-R-I-B-D. This is crazy, Matt. So they're planning to go public. And yeah. th- their uh, their valuation one billion <laughs> with a B <laughs> one billion dollar valuation that's ridiculous. We always talk about this stuff from the the perspective of this just shows how big podcasting and, and how audio spoken word audio is becoming so massive. When you have a billion dollar valuation, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's Facebook levels, Twitter levels of valuations there, uh, which is fantastic. So. Scribd, for those people that might not know, originally launched in 2007 as the quote-unquote world's first open publishing platform. Scribd has since expanded its offerings, now doing a monthly subscription service that gives users access to books, audiobooks, magazines, podcasts, sheet music, and documents. And I've mostly run across Scribd for sheet music, sometimes when you want to get, um, you know, do a little bit of singing on the side or something like that. I want to know where those notes are at. I'm not always great at hearing and, and being able to, to nail them. Uh, so getting sheet music on that stuff is fantastic. And I know other friends have used it to help them learn piano or guitar or any other different things. Scribd has a lot of that stuff on there. Of course, you need to sign up for their monthly subscription service. A pretty cool, expansive list of offerings, John. With a billion-dollar valuation, John, who is Scribd competing against? Their main competitor is Amazon. Amazon owns Audible, and they also agreed to buy Wondery and also Art19 this past June. So Amazon's definitely a huge competitor. Spotify, they just recently acquired Pods, and I'd consider them another competitor. Yeah, Amazon or Audible would seem to be their main competitor as far as audiobooks and now podcasting. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think Audible is, is right on the money in Amazon too. Obviously, the, the being able to give users access to books, to audiobooks, uh, to magazines, podcasts, 
Um, that type of stuff falls right in the wheelhouse for where what Amazon Kindle Unlimited and their Audible subscription service kind of fit in at. The difference being is that Scribd is $9.99 a month. Audible is $14.99 a month. Yeah. So, of course, Audible still the giant in this area. Amazon's still the giant. They're the behemoth. We probably won't see them toppled in our lifetimes, probably. But Scribd is certainly doing a good job of sticking it to them and giving them some very much needed competition in that realm of being able to handle all of those things. And again, $5 cheaper a month for those maybe budget conscious people makes sense for those people that don't want to go ahead and, and use Amazon for a variety of reasons. Scribd certainly seems to be there and, and uh, being able to do all the things that Audible can do. I think this is something that we should definitely keep an eye on here, Matt. So according to Bloomberg, this could happen as early as the fourth quarter. So it's it should be coming up here real soon. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we've seen this in podcasting as a whole, apps getting bought. You mentioned Wondery, Art19, Spreaker, and and all the other different apps that are out there that are currently kind of getting bought up. Scribd, certainly, if, if they want to expand into things a little bit, and I think they do their podcasting through TuneIn, which I'm not the hugest fan of, but it would not be shocking, a billion-dollar valuation, if maybe they get that valuation and go out there and start acquiring some other companies, much like Amazon and, and Spotify and iHeartMedia has started to do in order to expand their offerings, maybe bring some of that stuff in-house and not have to work through a third-party affiliate type of situation. Right. Uh, so definitely something to keep an eye on in the very, very near future uh, as we see that. And of course, again, just the valuation alone, good to see in podcasting and audiobooks and again, all the spoken word audio stuff. It's pushing prices higher and higher and higher. And uh, we should start seeing some more podcasts and apps maybe go for larger dollars in the coming future. If again, a billion dollar valuation, I know if I'm a podcast app, I'm, I'm going to hit scribbed up for maybe a little bit more than what some <laughs> of these other apps are going for. If you got a billion dollars on hand. Yeah. Scribd just recently raised $58 million of its most recent funding round in 2019, uh, helping them kind of push toward that $1 billion valuation. I think as I saw in Bloomberg, they were like right around the, the a little bit more than a half a billion dollar valuation in 2019, it's 2021. John, we've talked about it throughout this entire podcast. More podcasts have have popped up over those last year and a half, two years. Again, certainly makes sense why they would get that billion dollar valuation if they're already at a little bit more than a half a billion. Absolutely. Now, speaking of acquisitions and speaking of uh, valuations in business, Automatic acquires Pocket Casts. Automatic is the company that is behind WordPress. They're the content management system that most sites are run on nowadays. There's still a handful of other ones, especially as you get into the e-commerce stuff. But WordPress kind of owns a large portion of the internet for what it's worth. Acquiring Pocket Casts, granted the terms aren't known yet, but a uh, big move for Automatic there, and certainly a big move for Pocket Casts as well, John. The one thing that Automatic said is that they're going to be exploring building deeper integrations with WordPress and Pocket Cast, making it easier to distribute and listen to podcasts. So interestingly, Anchor, who is owned by Spotify, also partnered with WordPress in February, which Anchor allows people to turn their blog posts into audio content. So I think this clearly speaks to WordPress's interest in helping bloggers communicate through podcasts. What do you see with automatic acquiring Pocket Cast for integrating with WordPress. 
you mentioned that they partnered up with Anchor not long ago, started pushing out some features in order to help bloggers more easily integrate their podcasts into WordPress. I think this is just going to be a continuation of that. And instead of trying to work with the dozens upon dozens upon dozens of apps out there, you're going to go after either the main few or you're going to acquire your own and build that integration in there. So that way, hey, if you're on WordPress, maybe we maybe they start pushing into podcast hosting as well in order to do the the whole suite from from beginning all the way through end, get into that, get into the monetization of things. It seems like it's really kind of the first step for automatic again who owns WordPress to be able to really dive into podcasts and be able to do it right with a single integration of pocket casts and maybe their own hosting company at a later on time uh just makes it easy that's what i was going to suggest so we should be seeing a lot more premium features coming out for pocket casts absolutely and and again wordpress automatic have been doing their things for years upon years upon years great development team constantly supports their stuff uh not a whole bunch of bugs for what it's worth so pocket casts if they're getting that development team it's great for them. They'll get a chance to uh, expand their feature list pretty dramatically and pretty quickly. And then again, Automatic also then gets the, that easy integration that works out for them. And again, if they want to get into hosting, makes complete sense there. <laughs> That's right there. It, it's, it really does seem it's like, like it's the first part of a multi-part deal we're going to see maybe over the next handful of months. By the end of this year, my guess is that Automatic's going to own a few more companies. So one of the big questions that we are always asked is, can I host my podcast through my WordPress site? <laughs> yes. And up until this point, it was, no, no, you can't. Yeah. But maybe that's going to be changing here in the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly I'd imagine that Automatic and, and the WordPress team have heard that more than a few times themselves. I mean, if we're hearing it that often, I'm positive they are. So again, if you're getting all of those requests uh, in order to do that, it's an easy way to monetize it and, and, and create another revenue stream if you're automatic in WordPress. It makes a ton of sense for them, given how easy it is to launch a WordPress site uh, on your own, how many themes are out there if you want to do something a little bit more specific, uh, as well as the number of developers who have experience with WordPress and can build a custom site if you want to go ahead and go that route. So again, makes a lot of sense for automatic, makes a lot of sense for WordPress, makes a lot of sense for Pocket Cast. And if it goes the way that we expect it to go, podcasters are going to have a much easier way of creating their own websites, of distributing their own content that way, in that kind of independent way that we talk about so often, John, being that platform agnostic and not having to rely on anyone through RSS feeds. Yep. Again, makes a ton of sense. You got to imagine the podcast 2.0 folks out there are pumped about WordPress getting into this since they know so much about RSS feeds. In addition to launching some cool new features and uh, some potential business development, BBC Sounds launches their Audio Lab. Now, it sounds like a super cool name, John. It sounds like you're going to get in there, start uh, mixing some sounds up, you know, DJ and all that stuff. It's a little less cool than that, but still pretty cool if you're an independent podcaster. John, can you tell us a little bit about what Audio Lab actually is, according to BBC? Yeah, Audio Lab is a new creator space that offers training in both production and marketing assistance for independent podcasters. The one really cool thing that I see here, Matt, is is that they're offering master classes. Things like becoming a better interviewer, storytelling, and the tech of podcasting. So pretty much our uh, our podcast. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really cool thing from, from the BBC studios over there, BBC sounds. Yeah. You kind of mentioned it. It's, they're taking requests basically for pitcher ideas to them. And they're going to choose a handful of them. I think as of right now, they said six uh, is what they're going to go with in order to then produce and market those podcasts. So it, it's basically a call for content. And if you're BBC, that makes a ton of sense. You get a chance to get a bunch of potentially new and great ideas out there. You then get a chance to, you already have a podcast studio. You already have teams there prepared for this stuff. You get a chance to launch those. It's now in your wheelhouse. I'm sure there's some type of a deal that is going to uh, be worked out between the podcasters, the content creators, and the BBC Sounds in order for them to kind of own that content. But it's a chance for some up-and-coming content creators to do their own thing at a very, very high level and have the production and marketing support of a global brand like BBC Studios, which is awesome. For those people that don't get chosen, at the very least, you get the, uh, the the wonderful aspect of the BBC Sounds lab, Audio Lab kind of teaching you how to do some of the things that uh, we see so often podcasters have trouble with. This is awesome, Matt. So a couple more details on this. So you're going to need at least one year experience producing audio or making content. And to submit your idea, you need to submit a, a CV, answer three questions about your idea, and send them audio or video that describes your idea. And you'll also be paid to do this. You'll be paid for both the set number of days while making your podcast as well as your training days. That's awesome. Again, if you're an independent podcaster out there that has a really good idea, or you think you have a really good idea, I, you, you can't get a better start than that. BBC Studios is going to pay you to make your podcast and then proceed to market it and produce it the way that it needs to be produced. Again, you cannot ask for a better situation if you're an independent podcaster. And again, for BBC Studios, you get a chance to open up your creative elements uh, to ideas a small team by themselves can't come up with. Uh, so it's kind of crowdsourcing ideas, which I know sometimes uh, earns the ire of creators out there. But by paying people and helping them out with their stuff, hopefully it's a, a deal that everyone can kind of agree upon and, and really enjoy. So BBC Sounds, obviously helping independent podcasters out there create their own podcasts, do some really cool things. but. John, branded podcasts are becoming all the rage now. You see them all over the place. There's a lot going on with branded podcasts and a lot of good reasons why brands are now diving in to podcasts and doing their own storytelling. I know you have a great quote uh, from Jack Preston at Acast that talks about the value and the importance of branded podcasts. Why don't you lay it on us? So, Matt. You can close your eyes, but you can't close your ears. Sound and audio is ever-present all around us. This is what Jack Preston, the director of ACAST Creative, said. He continues saying it's undervalued compared to lots of visual mediums, but I do think things are changing. Over the last decade, the proliferation of smart speakers, voice search, and podcasts are making sound much more relevant, and brands are having to adapt to that. For brands, it's really good because you can use different data points such as time of day, location, and weather to personalize creative. So it makes the opportunities for innovation far, far greater from a brand perspective, and it's been really, really powerful. I think Jack Preston is dead on accurate there. Audio is an underutilized medium right now, but one that allows you to create such interesting and unique stories in order to push a brand's narrative. But I mean, let's let's first ask, I mean, what is a branded podcast in the first place for those people out there that might just not understand? 
Sure. I would say that a branded podcast is produced by a brand or a company as part of its content marketing strategy. And there are really three main ways for a brand to be communicative or commercial through podcasting. One, it could be hosted by a business such as Red Bull's How to Be Superman. It could be sponsored by a brand, which would have the name on the brand in the podcast, such as Slack's Variety Pack. Or it can also be a dynamically inserted ad that is placed in a podcast. So, Matt, you're the number guy here. <laughs> How valuable are podcasts? We've talked so much about the value of podcasts for independent podcasters, the fact that According to Spotify, 81% of listeners have taken action after hearing an audio ad inside of a podcast. But a podcast for a brand's value really comes from audience engagement. 80% of people who download a podcast listen all the way through. Now, that means potential customers are more likely to follow companies and brands on social media after listening on a podcast. More importantly, a good branded podcast allows a company to more gently market their services through engaging content. We think about an idea like Volvo or Subaru doing a podcast where they talk about the 50 states that are out there and things you can do in your Subaru in those states. It's a great way of really highlighting an area, a, a the parks, the courses and things that you can do there. But more importantly, for the brand itself, then gets to push their products and say, do this in the new Subaru Crosstrek. While each episode is effectively just a giant ad for the brand itself, by creating unique content, listeners don't feel as though they're being advertised to. Instead, it can increase a listener's engagement and sense of community with that brand. Listeners are then more likely to follow up with that brand's products or services later on down the road. So Matt, a huge strength of a branded podcast is that it is vertical content that appeals to a business niche. Verticals are major themes near the top of a brand hierarchy that would involve highly relevant messaging for your target audience. So rather than casting a wide net, the podcast content addresses specific goals and needs within a niche market that no other medium offers today. Do we have an example from one of our clients using podcasts as a vertical content? We do. Uh, our wonderful friends over at Consinity, their Survive and Thrive podcast, I go back to season one. Uh, we're in the middle of, at the end of season two right now, but season one was a great way of telling stories about the COVID-19 pandemic and the changes that they need to be needed to be made throughout that, the, the hurdles that the pandemic represented. And for a company that is focused on change management and helping companies deal with those types of changes, it was a great way to very subtly market their services but more importantly, tell a great story first and foremost that engages. So survive and thrive. If you guys are out there, listen to season one and you'll get exactly what we're talking about here. So Matt, what would make a successful branded podcast? I would consider survive and thrive successful. But what, what do you think? What makes a branded podcast successful? Well, John, you mentioned it that I think survive and thrive is a, a successful podcast. And one thing that brands need to understand is that it's not like a traditional podcast. You're not going to be looking at download numbers. You're not going to be looking at subscribers. You're going to instead be looking at different goals. Uh, so the goal and purpose of these types of podcasts are to drive business and remain relevant to customers and prospects. However, entertainment and personal interests can be a part of the subject matter. Business podcasts are more for content marketing than for entertainment necessarily. 
So like you said, for brand podcasts, then goal is to drive business. Therefore, the standard podcast measurements such as subscriptions, downloads, chart positions aren't really as important. While they can indicate growth and direction of the podcast, the ROI goals are the same as any other content marketing plan. Your branded podcast intent should be for the long game and to create a positive influence on your business. The podcast supports your overall marketing purpose, which is to grow your business. Do you have some examples of some KPIs that we can use rather than your subscription downloads and chart positions, Matt? Absolutely. Brands, first and foremost, should look at the brand awareness. Is your podcast generating more mentions on social media and within your industry specifically? Engagement. Are you receiving feedback from your audience, either directly or from content generated from your podcast? Customer loyalty. Have your customers indicated that they have learned from your podcast? This is the signal of the investment in the brand. Authority. Are you gaining a share of voice in your industry? Where do you show up against your competitors when you search for podcasts within your industry? And earned media. Are you finding mentions of your podcast around? Are you getting involved into other podcasts because of your podcast? All of these things help shape what makes a successful branded podcast. And John, as you mentioned, it isn't just downloads. It isn't just listening time. It isn't going to be just advertising dollars and cents. It's going to be how big your brand appears, how authoritative you appear, and how engaged you can get your both current audience and prospective clients interested in what you're doing and what the stories you're telling. So how do you track those? Is that through like Google Analytics or social media following or or how do you really track brand awareness or customer loyalty and, and things like that? That is a great question. And it's it's done through a few different mediums. For brand awareness, things like are you getting mentions on social media, LinkedIn? Do you have a hashtag specifically for your brand podcast, which is not a terrible idea? Is that stuff getting spread around? You'll notice the the awareness there is becoming a little bit more. In turn, in your podcast, if you say, you know, go to consinityus.com, it will you'll notice an uptick in traffic. That's more brand awareness. Are you getting more uh, hits on your about page, on your contact page? Are you getting more emails in? Those things will all factor in there. For engagement, your community. So when you post something on Twitter, let's just say, or LinkedIn, are you getting comments? Are people clearly digesting this stuff? Are they clearly digesting the content you have in your podcast? And are they sharing it around? Are they talking about it? Are they expanding upon it in social media, on a blog, wherever you want to go there? Uh, your authority and earned media are typically going to come from other podcasts, other industry experts going, hey, we love what you had to say on this podcast. We'd love it if you came onto our podcast. We'd love it if you did a guest blog post for us. Can you do this panel? Those types of things. It will then start to it kind of expand your authority, not just within your industry, but is in other industries, sub-industries within your industry. Uh, you'll start noticing a lot more contact to do more networking in those situations. So not the easiest way to track it. Uh, th there are other metrics specifically that we can tell you about, but for this podcast, without going too deep into it, basically, are you getting more attention on, on your podcast in the way that you want to get attention? That's amazing, Matt. So this is such a great idea, right? Let's build a podcast entirely around your product or service, and then we can use it to sell more. I bet millions would want to listen to a show about your Nana's sweater knitting business, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 
a problem we see with branded podcasts is that they most often sound like a commercial. So nobody's really interested in that. After a few minutes, they'll move along to other options and their podcatchers. So a branded podcast can be a wonderful way to increase your audience. And you do this by podcasting valuable information to your audience and connecting with them first. Then you build the trust and you can introduce your audience to your product or service. So with that, Matt, how do you create the best branded podcast? What, what should you keep in mind? Well, I think there are three main keys whenever you start thinking about doing your own branded podcast. And the first one is, what is your business goal? Of course, it's always to sell more. That's the obvious one. But as we mentioned before, authority, uh, customer loyalty, audience engagement, and brand awareness are also really good goals to keep in mind. So setting that up initially in order to figure that out, what, what you, the end goal, what success looks like for you is key. The second is customer interest. So what value can you give your prospective customers? You need to have content that inspires the avatar to take part in your business goals. And final, John, we talk about this almost every podcast, content is king. You mentioned it before. If it's just a giant commercial, it sounds like a giant commercial. It's not great. You need to have engaging content. And sometimes that means stepping outside of the box. We mentioned the Volvo or Subaru idea of here's some different things in various states you can do this summer after the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the restrictions have lifted in your new Subaru Crosstrek. I agree. Brand podcasts can take on different types of podcasting depending on the needs of the company's communication. So you can do journalistic, which is news or in-depth formats like investigative reporting. You can do educational, such as tutorials or technical topics to be explored in detail. Or you can also do editorial or narrative, starting with from a central theme for defining its identity. What do you think are some of the important characteristics of podcasting to keep in mind when measuring the success of your show? Well, like much of the stuff that we've already talked about, first and foremost, it has to convey authority. If you are a branded podcast, and by the end of every episode, I don't think you know what you're talking about, uh, not going to buy your service, probably. So make sure that you're authoritative. Make sure that uh, you share your expertise, but in a conversational way. Again, doesn't have to be a direct ad or a direct commercial. Uh, you want to relate to your customers' needs while sharing that experience. You need to create scalable content. So podcasting is an excellent source for base-level content. Big content pieces that can be broken down into additional content pieces. We do that with a lot of our clients where we will do a podcast episode and then do a blog post to go along with it, continue the discussion in a different medium and increase your SEO value, increase your authority, uh, increase the ability to share those things around versus the podcast itself. So for example, for one episode, you can generate long form blog content from the transcript, short social posts of highlights, audiograms, video snippets, and more. And with this content, It'll show up more on social media and the path of the prospective client. It can expand your audience as well. Having a platform with access to a topic-focused audience can attract other authoritative figures to your brand and your audience. Typically, these guests will share your show as appreciation for including them. Plus, you've created content for that guest, which gives them the incentive to share your content that includes them. So that's kind of like cross-promotion then. Exactly. So. In the case of our podcast, which is a branded podcast, we have other experts come on 
to talk about their services, talk about their expertise more specifically. And then because of that, they're more willing to share our podcast out there, which reaches potentially new audience members. Uh, it increases our authority in this industry specifically. And by doing that, then it also keeps your brand top of mind. Exactly. And again, all of this comes back to people need to know that you exist. So having a podcast gives you a regular place in the ears of your prospects. Using the podcast and all the content derived from it allows you to increase the frequency that your brand lands in your prospective clients' ears and eyes. You can even bring your most engaged existing customers onto your podcast. This can build loyalty and admiration for your brand. And then lastly, really, it helps your brand engage more consistently with consumers. We've talked about that engagement so, so much. Podcasting is great for it. It builds that one-on-one feel that isn't necessarily there, but it makes your prospective clients and customers feel as though they have your ear directly. This is a very important one, Matt. So being more consistent than your competition can also translate into your brand's dependability and consistency of service. We often get asked by clients, oh, you know, it's the summertime. Can we skip an episode because people are on vacation? People are busy doing other things. Well, no, that's going to give your... (laughs) And that's going to give your audience the chance to go to another podcast, right? Absolutely. If content is king, consistency is queen. If you are not putting out regular good content on a regular basis that your listeners can count on, if you record and distribute your podcast every Wednesday and you miss an episode, like John, like you said, those listeners are going to go somewhere else. It gives them a chance to forget about your podcast, to forget about your brand which kills everything else that we've been talking about this entire time. So ensuring that you do the same thing every single time at the same times on the same days is critical. We need to trademark that, Matt. If content is king, consistency is queen. Trademark that. (laughs) Off the top of my head, I'm a genius. So Matt, you know the phrase, everyone has a podcast. (laughs) Yes. That's true, especially during the pandemic entrepreneurs, sports fans, companies, or someone who simply wants to voice their opinion. We have 2 million podcasts out there. While it's nice to start a podcast, it will only be successful if it's coupled with a long-term strategy. This shouldn't be a one-time thing to invest in a one-month period and stop. You'll not get the ROI that you're looking for. If you want recognition and high visibility in a short period of time, that's going to be difficult in podcasting. What's the best way to fit podcasting into a long-term strategy for a brand? I think one of the things that brands need to understand when they start getting into their own podcast and fitting it into your long-term strategy is using it as cornerstone content, their tentpole content, uh, if you want to use it that way. As we've talked about a few times already in this episode, taking a longer podcast episode, cutting it up into smaller bits to then put out on social media. Uh, creating blog posts from that content, using it as cross-promotion opportunities is a way to expand a podcast's fit within your long-term strategy and increase the value of those individual things as well. So when thinking about it in that sense, think about it as a way to increase your offerings online specifically for potential users. So I would say brand podcasts have advantages, which can be enjoyed by companies that have the ability and foresight to integrate them into their marketing plan right away. One, increased engagement. 
Two, new opportunity for brand visibility. And three, the ability to create memorable content. Yeah, one thing that we want to harp on here uh, is, again, content is king. If you create engaging content, people are going to listen. That's just true. Uh, So if you're a large brand out there that wants to get your messaging across, wants to get your products or services across to people by creating engaging content, it will allow you a, a clear avenue to do that and do it in a more subtle way, as we've talked about before. Let's take a look at some of the stats for podcasting that might be relevant for brands specifically. 104 million Americans listen to at least one podcast a month. 39% of small and medium business owners listen to podcasts. $842 million in advertising sales in 2020. And then 45% of monthly podcast listeners have household income over $75,000. If you're a brand, all of those are massive check marks. You have a large potential audience, 104 million Americans listen to one a month. You have the direct audience of small and medium business owners. So if you're a business to business brand, you can't get any better than that. $842 million in advertising sales. Again, as we've talked about, if you want to put an ad on the radio, it's going to cost you money. If you want to put it into a podcast, it's going to cost you money. Doing your own podcast potentially can be cheaper, reach a far larger audience, a far more targeted audience than what you are currently doing. And then more importantly, if you're a brand, the fact that a household has $75,000 means they probably have some discretionary income, which means they're probably more likely to go ahead and buy your product and service if you create engaging content that they enjoy and they listen to on a regular basis. It ticks all the boxes for a marketing executive that you would want it to tick. That's what we also covered in the very beginning, Matt. According to Spotify, 81% of listeners have taken action after hearing audio ads during your podcast. So podcasts definitely bring the the trust factor. And once your audience trusts you, they're going to buy. Exactly. Exactly. And again, it's it's if you release a weekly episode, if you're Subaru and you release that weekly episode of one state a week, here's the things you can do in there. And I'm 20 weeks into this chances are I'm probably going to be either a Subaru fan by the end of this, or I'm going to consider Subaru as my next vehicle, which again, if you're Subaru, if you're Volvo, if you're any of these companies is precisely what you want. And you've done it without having to blast me with ads that are more likely to push me away from buying your brand. You get a chance to do it organically, which again, in marketing is key. Organic growth is massive. Ads help, but organic growth is the best way to hook a client, a customer for life. John, as we've discussed in this episode, branded podcasts just make so much sense. And there's a reason why so many large corporations are getting into them. I mean, you look at Slack, for instance, which we use, they have multiple podcasts out right now. Facebook has podcasts. We have our own podcasts, clearly. Netflix has six different branded podcasts. And more importantly, They just proceeded to open up their own podcast studio because producing these through a company was just getting so expensive for them. They see the value so clearly that they created a department specifically for it. Now, John, I don't expect most small and medium businesses to be able to hire someone from Apple to do their own podcasts, uh, to create a department and a whole production studio. 
chances are you don't have that capability, but you do have us. And boy, are we good at it. Brands are getting more and more into them. If you are the owner of a company or if you are the marketing executive of a company and you don't have a podcast, you probably should call us because we're going to help you reach that 104 million, reach the advertising sales that you're looking for, reach that customer engagement, that audience engagement that you're hoping to get in your other marketing efforts. John, I think we ticked all the boxes. Audience engagement. Uh, we're going to be putting stuff out there on the show notes on our site. We're going to be putting stuff out there on social media that you folks should engage with. We're also going to be building brand loyalty and brand awareness by spreading that stuff around. And we got a chance to push one of our services, which is podcast production and marketing. John, as a branded podcast, I think we did everything that we talked about brands want to do in this situation. So now it's up to you users out there. Hit us up on Twitter, LinkedIn, or on Facebook and Instagram with any branded podcast that you listen to. Share it in the comments and let us know what, uh, what branded podcasts you like and are listening to on a regular basis and why you like them. But beyond that, it's been a pleasure as always, John. Branded podcasts on this episode. We'll be back next week, next Wednesday, like we are with every Wednesday with a brand new episode of the Queued Up Podcast on podcasting. Thank you all for listening. Have a good day. Consistency is queen, right? Consistency is queen. That's all for today's podcast news, tips, and tricks. You can find us at mypodcastagency.com or on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at QDUP Audio. Make sure to share us with your podcast friends and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks for podcasting with us, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday.